Hello, this is Meera from MeeraOm.com with the timeless wisdom of Ayurveda and the Vedas from Spiritual India, bringing you capsules of information that is intriguing, healing, and most of all, easy to do within your own home. This is your Zen time with the Goddess of Healing. A Google search on humanity has shown the trending question right now is how can I repair my immune system? And this is what Harvard Health Education has to say. Don't smoke, eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables, exercise regularly, maintain a healthy weight, drink alcohol in moderation, get adequate sleep, take steps to avoid infection such as washing your hands frequently, and cooking meats thoroughly. So now I want to examine this question from three different perspectives. And uh, we all know the regular drill that uh, you should keep your distance, uh, maintain your hand hygiene, keep yourself in isolation, don't touch your face, clean high traffic surface areas. But an interesting thing that came up is that John Hopkins uh, hospital which is really um, famous for their research is thinking of using a 1890s method of trying to shortcut to produce a vaccine which is uh, not using the current model of testing and producing and then distributing it is considering to take the blood of people who have uh, uh, got infected and who have recovered and using that blood with antibodies to be injected into the rest of the population. This was widely used in the 20th century to uh, um, slow down measles, polio, mumps and influenza. So there is no time to test. So they're thinking like uh, to use the body antibodies produced by infected people. Now I don't know how successful that will be. But it's an interesting uh, line of thinking. So Western medicine, as you know, it uh, it really depends upon antibodies and uh, vaccines and uh, all these things and uh, all the external environment of how you can control the virus yourself by keeping yourself and your environment clean. But the real question that comes to my mind is what is the difference between a person who recovers from the virus and the person, usually the elderly and the sick, that succumb to the infection. And here I want to con- uh, now get into the concept that Ayurveda talks about immunity and the concept of ojas. So in Ayurveda, ojas is a very subtle substance which actually provides strength and vigor uh, to the body and the mind. It provides immunity and resistance to the body and according to Ayurveda it takes about 48 days from the time you start you eat your food to the production of ojas in the body that will protect you mentally and physically and 
depending on what you have eaten it will be processed through the seven major tissues of the body and it has to be successfully processed at each level so that when the final product is ready 48 days later it is pure and well produced and of good quality so that it can provide you the immunity now this is where you can take your own action without uh, i mean you can control the outside world right through washing your hands and isolation and all that stuff but how do you build up your own ojas this is what i'm going to talk about here uh, as per ayurveda so ayurveda has defined ojas as a substance or an essence which has the color of ghee it tastes like honey and has the smell of fried paddy and it is the final pro- productive uh, essence after 40 days of digestive refinement now how can you know the difference between whether your ojas is strong or weak so a person with a strong ojas is attractive with luster in the eyes and has a spontaneous and calming smile on the psychological level ojas is responsible for compassion love peace and creativity it is the only uh, power produced in your body which uh, is the greatest defense for mental and physical disease once your ojas starts depleting and uh, becomes of very poor quality your diseases will flourish in the body and eventually you will perish and a person with good ojas is less prone to cold cough and fever even the risk of diabetes cholesterol blood pressure and insomnia is remote in a person with optimal ojas so the question is what really depletes ojas so a sick lifestyle uh, attacks the ojas and depletes it actually ojas is fighting uh, all the negative forces in your body so what happens is when you have increased negative emotions or environment or food obviously your ojas is uh, is fighting on many fronts so for example ojas decreases by anger fear worry sorrow these are all negative emotions drugs pollution overwork and unhealthy food again decrease uh, ojas a person with good ojas is less prone to cold cough and fever even the risk of other diseases is reduced now how to understand what are the kinds of foods which help build ojas first you this is how it has been described that the final quality of ojas what it looks like or feels like it is cool like the moon it is oily it is white in color cool in nature it is stable or firm it is flowing or moving it is clear or transparent it is soft in nature and slimy so any food that resembles these qualities will increase your ojas and the number one food that resembles this quality is actually ghee but there are also other stuff that uh, um, increase ojas and when your ojas is Uh, really good then it will in, it will give your body strength it will give stability and growth to muscles you will be able to perform all activities without in 
hindrance clarity of voice and brightness of of the complexion increases and the ability of external and internal sense organs to perform their own functions increase and this is very very interesting point because if you have realized what they are saying for the coronavirus is that you may lose your sense of smell now isn't that interesting that if your ojas is strong then your sensory organs are going to perform very well so here is a fact about coronavirus which, which is indirectly confirming the uh, the definition and qualities of ojas which ayurveda stated 6000 years ago so how do you increase ojas ojas increases by doing things like exercising do not overeat or undereat do not engage in excessive exercise avoid anxiety anger sadness grief hatred jealousy long held resentment fear and grief avoid alcohol and smoking make sure you don't um lose on sleep like sleep well make sure that all your waste products are discharging from your body like mucus semen and other waste products um do not expose yourself too much excessively to the wind and sun poisoning and excessive sexual activity these all are ojas depleting and how do you recognize a person who who has who is showing signs of weak ojas so usually they are timid and easily frightened they are weak lacking the power to perform physical and demanding strength uh, tasks they are anxious nervous depressed their complexion lacks luster or glow they have a poor appetite they are always in fatigue emaciated they have sense organ disorder and low immunity so now the next question is how to improve our immunity or or ojas see these are things you can do you don't have to go to the doctor and all this i mean okay you um, you need the vaccines and antibiotics when you're in attacked but before you're attacked and uh, to build ojas over time in yourself and your family these are the things you can do cow's milk is the best ojas and immune building food other immune building foods are ghee almonds dates and avocados there are nourishing herbs like amla ashwagandha and chatapri proper digestion restore, restores ojas proper breathing proper pranayama uh supports ojas building yoga and meditation helps ojas socializing reducing stress increasing happiness being joyful emotional support all increase ojas spending time in nature uh provides you relief and uh, relaxes you and provides you mental peace and daily routines which are properly carried out not uh, you know um, excessive eating or uh, excessive uh, staying awake at night 
So maintain a proper routine like eating at the right time, sleeping at the right time and other activities. And some of the good uh, useful things that can really build up your ojas is like ginger, turmeric, ashwagandha, amla. And I came across this very interesting remedy by a person which you can try uh, currently for the coronavirus time. It won't uh, harm you even if it doesn't support you, but it should. It, you just fumigate your face or head. You boil, uh, you boil turmeric, ginger and ajwain or what's it called? Uh, Cerelic. Ajwain is the Hindi word. So you boil it in water and uh, when the and then you and you cool I mean you take it off the stove and let it cool a little bit so that and then you put a towel over your head and and you let the you in let the steam enter your nasal passage and your mouth and this will fumigate your nasal passage. And again this is a very interesting tip I have been reflecting on. Because the coronavirus is a protein surrounded by a fat lipid. So when the fat protection is destroyed by bleaches or by heating or by a disinfectant, it destroys the outer fat cell and then the protein dies. So again, this uh, ginger and turmeric, uh, they're like, uh, I mean, sharp, fiery substances which should break up the outer uh, fat uh, membrane surrounding the coronavirus protein um, molecule. So this is what uh, uh, Ayurveda says on how to build your long-term immunity. So do eat all the good stuff, do all the good stuff and protect your ojas in your body. And now the third perspective that I want to talk about is from Edgar Casey, my favorite mentor. Edgar Casey lived between 1877 to 1945. He was born in Kentucky and he was the most documented psychic of the 20th century. Over 40 years, his 14,360 documented readings on all sorts of subjects are like a, um, a light or, a, or a, a body of wisdom for all sorts of topics, especially health. He would answer questions on illness or reveal lives, past and future events when under a trance. Edgar Casey was a Christian. He had never heard of India or never been to India and he totally believed in Christianity. But many of his uh, remedies have a very interesting parallel to what I find is suggested in Ayurveda and the Vedic scriptures. It's almost as if he has a He's done a course in this, but although he didn't, but uh, the, the knowledge he was channeling is very, uh, I mean, it's more in line with the Vedic knowledge than with uh, any other type of knowledge. So he defined disease as an, an incompleteness and an imbalance. Again, that's what Ayurveda talks about. You need to go back to your point of balance. So what he suggests is that treatment is not the key but attunement attunement back to your zone of balance 
and he says there are four very important processes in the body now you will note what he's saying is very similar to what is ayurveda uh, says but in a different way he says assimilation circulation coordination and elimination are very important to maintain the body's optimal health so number 1 assimilation this is digestion not only in the stomach but also in the blood and lymph as well and in my future episodes i will i will probably touch on this point the second point is circulation and he suggests steam baths followed by a full body massage to improve circulation of the external portions of the body and this then improves the eliminations of the body he noted that the upper body was to be stimulated in the morning and the lower body in the evening so that's assimilation circulation now the third point is coordination physical treatments such as osteopathy and massage were commonly prescribed to assist the body in restoring coordination so you know some parts of your body become you know like dull and blocked so so having manipulations and massages kind of opens them up and the fourth most important processes was elimination and he said the way to eliminate waste from the body was through the bowel through the bladder through the breath and through the skin through uh, sweat and he recommended all these eliminating processes to cleanse the body so if you don't eliminate properly this unwanted stuff is stored in the body which is where diseases um, you know that's a hot bed for diseases and that's where they kind of grow anyway let me just switch back to ayurveda which says that there are that there are 13 natural urges that we should never restrict uh by the body to keep it healthy the urge to urinate the urge to defecate ejaculate uh, the urge to release uh, your semen urge to pass wind urge to sneeze vomit belch yawn hunger thirst sleep urge to cry and urge to breathe after heavy physical exertion should never be suppressed because the body is trying to release something let it release it further this is how he explained uh, edgar casey that eliminations through the colon uh, the one that where you your feces is prepared and uh, eliminated this can be um, supported through anemia and the diet and again ayurveda is very very big on anemia Eliminations through the bladder and skin are assisted by drinking adequate amounts of pure water again water and the flushing system of water and then he says regular exercise causes respiration and perspiration which is another form of elimination and steam and fume baths are also helpful in cleansing through perspiration The one treatment that was commonly recommended by Edgar Casey was osteopathic uh, treatment because it increases and coordinates elimination. So now you have three perspectives. I think all three are important like uh, 
West, we cannot live without modern medicine in today's world. But you know, we are kind of because of our lifestyle and modern lifestyle, we are kind of very fragile mentally and physically. We have abused our lifestyle. Our our diet is uh, you know not optimal. Our mind is uh, hyperactive. Our emotions are uh, very reactive. That's where Ayurveda is very, it's very foundational and it's very sensible and very calming. And if you look at it very, very carefully, then you'll see that there's a lot of common sense and truth in it and you should try it. Thank you. More information about me is available at miraom.com. Stay tuned for future episodes. This is Mira from Goddess of Healing. Have a good day.